Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We've begun our look yesterday in the book of 1 Peter, and I think we're going to see some amazing things in here, so let's just jump right in, okay? Uh, Particularly today in these first few verses, you know, quite often we want places that we can go to in the Scripture to where uh, we can show uh, the totality of a truth. You know, sometimes we feel like we have to look at a verse over here, a verse over there, (coughs) excuse me, a verse here, you know, scattered about through the Word. There's places like this all through the Word. So let me just review what we looked at in the first two verses yesterday, and then wait till you see what you see in the next three verses, okay? So verse 1, chapter 1, 1 Peter. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who reside as aliens, scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who are chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father by the sanctifying work of the Spirit to obey Jesus Christ and to be sprinkled with his blood. May grace and peace be yours in the fullest measure. So we saw in the last episode that from the very beginning, the very first couple of verses here, Peter is letting us know that God is God the Father, God the Son, and God uh, the Spirit. And we see that it's the foreknowledge of God the Father that he chose us, that it's the Spirit that brings forth the sanctifying work. And that it's the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ whereby that we are sprinkled and are saved. Now watch verse 3. He picks up on this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now who's he blessing? He's blessing God and Father, God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. All too often we forget that the Lord Jesus died that we might be reconciled with Father. Now, you know, sometimes it sounds nearly, nearly heretical when we say things like this because we do. We, we worship God the Father. We worship the Son. We worship the Spirit. But we give emphasis upon the Lord Jesus Christ sometimes, and we forget that it was to reconcile us that we really are worshiping God the Father. So it says, Blessed be God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to his great mercy, has caused us to be born again. Now, I'm stopping here because i got a little tick on my throat. <laughs> but also, the, th- the three verses that I'm going to read today are all one sentence. And they are just absolutely loaded. And I want to just stop every time just to where you can see certain things. It's by the great mercy of God. Mercy is when we receive that which we do not deserve. Okay? It's by his mercy and uh, that he has caused us to be born again. You see that phrase, born again. Sometimes people say, well, where's that phrase in the scripture? There it is. And he tells us what we're born again unto, born again to a living hope. Well, how are we born again through a living hope? He continues, he tells us, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It is by and through the resurrection of Jesus Christ that we are born again to a living hope a hope that is now and yet a hope that is yet future, okay? A hope that is now and a hope that is yet future. It is by the resurrection. And there are some people, and it's, it's nothing to surprise because we saw it in the early church. Paul deals with it, uh, uh, the church at Corinth and places. 
that uh, said, hey, you know, this uh, Jesus thing's pretty cool and this Christian thing is good. And we love the cornelia. We love the body life. We love the people. But we know it's difficult to believe in that resurrection thing. So don't worry so much about that. Well, he wrote the entire 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians debunking that. It is by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He didn't swoon. He didn't pass out. He was dead. It is by that that we are caused to be born again to a living hope. Now, verse 4, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away. We have an inheritance, folks. If you're a true believer, we have an inheritance. It's imperishable. It's undefiled. And it will not <clears throat> fade away. Uh, it fades away like what you see in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 3 uh, where Paul is speaking of uh, Moses when he came down the mountain. How he, he was reflecting the glory of God, but it was fading away. This inheritance will not fade away. It will not die. It will not be defiled. And the reason is that it is literally kept by the Most High God for us. Now watch this. To obtain an inheritance which is imperishable, and undefiled, and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. So yes, we have been saved at some time. We are being saved at the moment, and we're yet to be saved in the future. We have an inheritance reserved in heaven. Then verse 5, who are protected by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Isn't that great? We learn here that we as believers are protected by the power of God. And, you know, there's all times, uh, all sorts of debates uh, of, uh, well, can you lose your salvation? Can you do this? Can you do this? Once saved, always saved. You don't see the phrase anywhere in Scripture, once saved, always saved. But the principle you see right here, that we're protected by the power of God. If you're truly saved, you have an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled. It's not going to fade away. It's reserved for you in heaven. All too often what happens is there are people who believe that they are saved and they're not really saved. They're religious. They've been good. They've been involved with all sorts of organizational things related to God and his kingdom. But they themselves are not really part of the kingdom. And they try to justify it. And they don't really know it. You actually see, um, again, in Second um, Corinthians, I think, or maybe the no, Romans is where it was, Romans 8, that, um, that you will know that you're truly saved by the testimony of the Spirit, by the testimony of the Spirit that is in your life. So he's telling us you're protected by the power of God. Your salvation is protected. Your inheritance is protected. Even these folks that he's writing to as they are residing as aliens in these lands where they've been cast away unto, he said, you're protected, and you're protected by the power of God through faith. Okay? In other words, what are you putting your faith in? What are you putting your trust in? It's through the power of God, through faith for a salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. We still haven't experienced the fullness of that salvation. It will come about in the last days, and it's a phrase that you see all through the Scripture, uh, in that great day, in the last day, in the last time. So Peter, from the get-go right here, is letting them know some things right here, okay? That don't worry, you've been chosen by the foreknowledge of God. The Spirit is sanctifying you, and this came about because you obeyed the Lord Jesus Christ and were sprinkled with his blood, and that only came about because God chose you. And so blessed be God who has done this. 
because according to his great mercy, he's caused us to be born again. And we're born again to live in hope. And that hope comes only came through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. In that, we have an inheritance. It's imperishable, it's undefiled, it will not fade away. It is waiting in heaven for us. We are protected by the power of God through faith for salvation, and that salvation is yet to be revealed, but it will be revealed in the last time. I tell you why, I think we do well before we lay down upon our nightbed this evening. So take a few moments and read First Peter, just the first five verses right there, and watch what the Lord speaks to you. Again, I'm Dale, and I thank you so much for uh, being with me. Uh, continue past the word about these times together, and also uh, be forbearing and putting up with uh, working through the logistics. I'm still having to work with a lot of workarounds on my computer, <laughs> so I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.